founded Shedwool.com, 50 customers now paying about 40 bucks a month. They're doing two grand a month right now in revenue, raised 40 grand, 45 grand from friends and family about to raise another 50 grand right, right now. It's a convertible note. I think he said a $5 million cap on that. They've got a team of 12 people again, founded back in 2015. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Corey Warfield. After 20 years working in restaurants, he started his company Shedwool to solve the pain point of scheduling, making every day working in restaurants suck. He's focused again on making that much easier with his smart shift scheduling software. Corey, are you ready to take us to the top? 100%. All right. Tell us about this tool. How does it work and how do you make money? Absolutely. So we're a SaaS-based company. We have our, our web mobile responsive uh, suite of softwares, and then we're on the iOS and, uh, and the Android Google Play Store. And so I created the company about three years ago out of need. I spent decades in the restaurant industry where every day is a problem of scheduling from management to you know, servers and bartenders. And if there's too many people, you don't make enough money. If there's not enough people, you work way harder and somehow still don't make enough money. And so uh, basically... We'd been using some softwares for some years that really did help kind of solve for the on-call, figuring out when you worked and getting your optimal schedule, and that was taken away due to price. Uh-huh. So I did a little poking around, saw that there wasn't really anything available on the market that was affordable and robust. And over the years of using some of the other tools, we would always say like, oh, I wish it did this, or I wish it did this, or if it did this, that would be so much better. So I put together a team and I created the tool that I wished I would have had at my disposal for about 20 years in the industry. And it's kind of taken its own life. We're now live in hospitals, fire departments, police departments. We have a handful of hotel chains, restaurants, uh, universities, uh, sports teams using the application. So uh, we, we really feel as we've kind of cracked the code on how to schedule shifts, you know, as they pertain to different industries, anything kind of from athletics to the, the medical and health industries. Yeah, very interesting. And when you say shifts, is this typically a manager putting a shift like planner together? Or it's the actual employees, like they use it to check in and check out and things like that. Absolutely. So we're almost live with our geofence. We'll actually be able to clock in and out through the app as well. Right now we track all their time and it's really, a, it's a connectivity and communication platform. So uh, employees can go on, see when they're working, request time off, swap shifts with one another. Management has that oversight and insight into who's working to make sure that they're properly staffed. And we're leveraging several partnerships to actually let managers hire both full-time and temporary qualified workers through the platform. So we're getting into the payroll space, we're getting into the, the hiring space, uh, and, and then we find that kind of time management and shift scheduling is, is the linchpin that all of these things uh, kind of revolve around. So that's really what we're solving from the ground up. Yep. Okay, so without going down every kind of customer cohort, on average, what's a customer pay per month for this? Right, so we're, our price point currently is $39 per month per location. So you know, if you're a mom and pop store, you're paying $39 a month. We also offer 30, uh, $390 a year pricing. Uh, so you kind of get two months free when you pay up front. Uh, that said, we're moving more into a licensing model in Q1 of next year where it'll be $29 per manager that needs access to the tool. And it's always going to be free for the employees. We've seen some of our competitors charge the employees for the download of the app and usage, and we don't think that's right. Yeah. So just to be clear, though, if you look at your, your base today, is it fair to say you know, the average is paying 39 bucks a month? Yep. Okay, very good. So most of them are kind of one, one location mom and pop shops. Uh, no, so actually our average user has about 10 locations, so they're paying closer to $400 a month. Okay, yeah. So then 39 a month is not your average, 400 a month is your average. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay, good. Um, I want to learn more about the sales cycle and how you're landing. It sounds like you came from this industry, but tell us kind of how successful you've been landing these customers. What are you at today in terms of total customers? 
Uh, so we have about 50 paying customers on the platform. Uh, we're really trying to grow out of a freemium model. So we've had dozen, dozens and dozens of uh, companies using us for free. That's kind of coming out of an open beta where we really wanted user feedback. Uh, and we're really just looking to get more eyeballs on the platform. Uh, so we just started charging uh, the middle of this year. And so we've grown to about 50 paying customers. That said, I brought on a sales team. My director of sales is phenomenal. He spent almost 10 years at LinkedIn before joining our team. And so he's kind of got us set up in HubSpot with the CRM. He's, he's talking kind of to some of the higher level people. And we have three international companies. One's a Fortune 50 company that's reached out. They want to figure out not only how to get us live on their uh, B2B SaaS platform, but also to use us company-wide. Uh, they'd be our first seven-figure client. Okay. Uh, so just to be clear though, today, 50 customers, 400 bucks a month, what you're doing about 20 grand a month right now? No. So I mean, that, that, that multi-unit concept is not every user. Uh, we definitely do have users that only have one location. Well, that's why I asked an average. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I really, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to get with my team. Uh, we've been growing this last couple of weeks in both revenues and sales. So I, I guess I mean, really that, that well, just, average, Corey, just give me a better idea today of like, what do you have in terms of total monthly revenue? Yeah, we're like 2K MRR. Okay, 2K. Okay, okay, yeah, that's very different, right? So 2, 2K and MRR, right? So all you have to do is take 2K divided by 50 customers to get an average of, what is that, about 40 bucks a month. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, that ties back to what you said earlier, which is usually it's a one-person mom-and-pop shop paying about 39 bucks a month. Yeah, and it, you know, it's, it's somewhat diluted. We're still so early stage that we do have quite a few companies using us at a discount. Uh, we do have companies that have prepaid for a year, so that doesn't come in on that MRR. So there are a couple of variables, but I think, yeah, you hit it on the head. Sure. Okay, and, and you launched it three years ago. I mean, how are you funding this thing? Obviously, 2K a month is not enough to pay a team and pay you and everyone else. Have you raised capital? No, so I bootstrapped the company and I started the company three years ago, but we've been live for about a year, charging for about six months. So the first, the first almost two years was you know, strictly out of my savings, out of what I was able to put together. Uh, you know, it did a very small kind of friends and family. It was non-dilutive, no equity. To How much? Um, so all in were about 45K. Okay. And that was like you and your friends and family or just friends and family? Myself and, and the friends and family. Okay. Yeah. And so can I ask you this? Look, a lot of founders, like their work, you know, they're out of college, they're 28, 29, no responsibilities. They kind of have a safe job. You, it sounds like built up a little nest, not huge, but like some nest. And then maybe got out and kind of did your own thing. Where were you getting capital to like that allowed you to kind of build that little nest? And how did you have the confidence to say, okay, I'm jumping and I'm going full time in this thing? Yeah. So I'm, I'm fortunate. I was able to make about six figures for years as a server before I started the company. So I did have a little savings and my wife's a massage therapist. So uh, she's been able to kind of keep our head almost all the way above ground. And other than that, I mean, we've had, we've had months where you know, we were scared the car get taken away. We weren't able to make our house payment. I mean, there, there, there have been months that were very rough, uh, but I, I think I figured out uh, within the first three months of, of uh, kind of putting the company together that I needed to not only be full-time, but I needed to be all in fully committed. So, uh, you know, thankfully I, I do have people that retain me for uh, consulting. I do have a couple of kind of side hustles that maybe, you know, five to 10 hours a week that have been able to, you know, keep a little bit of money coming in. And, you know, thankfully we, we did just, uh, we're through diligence, through terms uh, with a small gap round. So that's kind of our, our first investment is coming this week. Uh, you know, the, the check should hit the bank. And so that'll... How much that'll, is it for? 50K. Okay, good. And are you doing that? Is that debt, like a convertible note or actual pure equity? Uh, convertible note. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. And did you do that like from local investors or did you have to kind of fly around and take a bunch of meetings? 
Well, so I, I've flown around the country from Cali to New, to New York. I spent about a year on that. Everyone kind of said that our, our revenue is too low and come back when we were doing that kind of 50K a month revenue when we won't need them anymore. So I spun my, my wheels for about a year refining pitch decks, pitching. Uh, I, I went through both an accelerator and a post accelerator. That was about eight months all in. And uh, That was up there in Chicago? No. So my, my, uh, my accelerator was in Colorado and then my post accelerator was in Las Vegas. Uh, okay. It was the, the global accelerator networks, first ever post accelerator, which was a lot of fun. No, no, uh, no investment at all. You know, no, no capital other than putting us up in Vegas uh, on and off for four months, but it was really cool. I got to meet some, some international, you know, thought leaders, some founders that have built hundred million dollar companies and now have direct access to a lot of them. So it's been fun. This, uh, this small bridge round that, that we're taking right now, is that evaluation that we passed on a buyout offer recently uh, for so five million dollars, kind of right there in that sweet spot where our revenue doesn't quite justify it, but our traction and our pipeline really That's does. That's the valuation you're getting right now is five million bucks on fifty raised. Yeah, and you had a buyout offer for five million and you didn't take it. Yeah, no offense, but why on earth would you not take that deal when you look at you're doing two grand a month right now in revenue or twenty four grand a year? I mean, that's like a massive multiple. Uh, so we have companies in our pipeline right now that'll be $10 million a year clients. Um, you know, we're yeah, but Corey, come on. That, that takes like, you, you, that takes time to close those things. I mean, that's 5 million today versus the risk of building a business, the risk of closing those clients. Oh, it was a, it was a no brainer. I found out that company was authorized to go up to 10 and I still wouldn't have taken it. No way in the world. I've spent three years in my savings to get here. It's, this isn't a quick payout for me. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm curious what listeners right now are thinking, because I believe most of them are going, this guy's absolutely insane. Momentum is king. Take a $10 million check when you're only doing 2K a month in revenue and then reinvest that in your next new big idea. I'm sure you have many. <laughs> yeah, we're working on a few. But you didn't take the check? No, no way in the world. Yeah, I don't understand. So, I mean, people would say maybe that's irrational. Uh, so earlier this year, a very close competitor of ours was bought by Intuit for $346 million. This space is just heating up and we have some opportunities. Yeah, but he was, listen, T-Sheets was doing 35 million bucks a year in ARR. We had him on the show and it took him 10 years to get there, right? I bet you, if you gave him in year one or six months in, if you gave Matt 10 million bucks, he would have taken it immediately and started a brand new company with that win. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, it wasn't even, a, I didn't even think about that offer. I literally countered with a hundred million. We know where we're taking this. My original co-founder raised 20 million for his company, brought their valuation to about $150 million. Um, and that was kind of a, a sad story where they keep taking down round after down round. So they're not. Well, yeah, because money. you take a valuation that's irrealistic. That's not realistic. Everyone brags about valuation when you raise capital. It's just, it's, it's baloney. I mean, any good negotiator can get a high valuation. It's just a, it's just a question of like, how charming are you, right? And, and how do you point to like a little bit of business success to grow the valuation? But yeah, VCs know they're going to backfill terms and you're going to have down rounds if you fuck things up. Yeah, I think that's why we've been super calculated not to take any kind of dumb money. We've had a couple investment offers that we've passed on as well. I think we're really trying to build something of value uh, and we're really taking the time to do that right. So I now have 14 employees. Uh, my director of sales came from LinkedIn. He was doing a $2 million a year quota. But how are you paying if you're bootstrapping up 14 employees and you're doing two grand a month? How are you paying them? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I've just been kind of trailing with what I've had in savings, putting what I can into the company. Uh, you know, we, we have a couple. Uh, right now, a lot of my team members, uh, some of them are getting paid. Some of them are commission only. Uh, a lot of them are filling their pipeline. Our HubSpot's gotten pretty robust. So, I mean, we, we really feel as though we're on the, on the brink of MRR that is going to justify a much bigger valuation than yeah. we want the next year. 
Look, I like the confidence. You should come back on in a year and t- say, Nathan, look, I told you, man. I, ma- I, made, I made your arguments look weak. Look where we're at now. I would love that. That, that would make me feel very good. Yeah, I had, uh, who was it? Um, oh, he started uh, AppSumo, Noah Kagan. Noah Kagan was kind of telling me the same thing about a year ago, telling me how this idea had no legs and we had 100 com- com- competitors. And, no, uh, by the way, I didn't say that. I didn't say <laughs> no. you didn't have legs. But if you had a real... An actual real, if you actually believe that that five or $10 million offer was real and it was going to be money in your bank, I would, I mean, I would have quick, I don't care how good of an idea I thought I had. If it was only at 2K a month in revenue, I would have sold instantly because I know I could take that money and go put it in the next big idea. We were under 1K a month in MRR when that offer was made about three months ago. Yes, that just underscores my point. I mean, you're saying it like you're proud of it, like you're bragging about it. I'm saying I think it's even crazier. No, I mean, it's, I, I think I, I more so bring that up to say that that's the potential that other people in our space have seen uh, in, in the product as well. We have a much more current tech stack than a lot of people in our space. We have a lot, you know, we just launched with the first Amazon integration in our space. We have a Google Calendar integration, drag and drop media upload. A lot of things we've taken time to build uh, are going to uh, at, at least have uh, our competitors looking at their model and their product. And we're, we're really just getting started. I mean, I just brought on a chief strategist that's had some huge successes in his life. We've got a team of people that really believe in this. Yeah, no, look, that's fine. The belief is good. The team is good. All that. It's just like, well, revenue has to start showing some of this, right? Otherwise it's like, okay, well, what's going on? And by the way, like Matt got to what he got to 30 million bucks in ARR by only focusing on ranking number one in the Intuit app exchange. That was the only thing he focused on. No, no none of the distractions, none of their like, you know, whatever that he just went all in on that. And it took him a decade, but look, he got a great result from it. So maybe we'll see if you find an integration like that, you can do the same thing. Corey, let's wrap up here with the famous uh, five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Lean Startup by far. Okay, good. And uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, there, there are quite a few. I'm really bullish on the Malala Fund and, and they, have a, they, they just launched uh, that fund with a CEO that I think is doing some really cool things. Other than that, I'm always watching Elon Musk, although uh, more and more, you know, I, I don't agree with some of the things he does, but uh, I've got a lot of respect for him. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Um, online tool for building a business. Yeah, like the tool you use the most. Uh, HubSpot. Okay, good. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? About four. Four hours. What's your situation? Married, single kids? I'm married, two big dogs. Too big. Okay. No kids yet. Okay. So four hours of sleep, that feels super unhealthy to me. Why so little? Yeah, that's been for, for three years since I started the company. I haven't taken one day off. Um, you know, it's just, I, I've got, we're talking to different people in different time zones. I've definitely uh, been working on some of the preparations and uh, proposals for some of the Fortune 100 companies we're talking to. I've been in the boardrooms with the C-suite of uh, one of our biggest prospects that want to move forward with us by the end of this year. So there's just no time. You know, I think sleep would be at the detriment of progress. And, and luckily at a young 40, I don't need much more than I'm getting. Yeah, interesting. I think a lot of people would argue with you on that, but fair enough, it works for you, it works. And uh, you said you're, you're 40 years old today? Uh, yep, 40 and a half. Okay, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, j- just to take more risks, not, not to spend so much time just kind of you know, sitting on a couch laughing, getting to know people, but out there trying to make things happen. I think I, I spent a lot of time kind of getting to know know my earlier self. And, and if I had known that that self would have changed so much, I wouldn't have spent so much time getting to know him. Guys, take more risks. Great advice there from Corey. Founded Shedwool.com. 
Com, 50 customers now paying about 40 bucks a month. They're doing two grand a month right now on revenue. Raised 40 grand, 45 grand from friends and family, about to raise another 50 grand right, right now. It's a convertible note. I think he said a $5 million cap on that. I've got a team of 12 people, again, founded back in 2015. Corey, thanks for taking us to the top. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.